Okay, so I'm back with my mac and cheese cooking Jewish comic book reading pal from college. Transition to being friends into adulthood. Boy, my brother from another mother. Big John Stud. Johnny Durag. Johnny Marbles. Uh, Johnny <laughs> Mnemonic. Okay, so um, one, we, we, we're kind of having this off-air conversation Right. Um, and one of the things that it made me think of, I know this is a completely different conversation than Puck from Alpha Flight and whatever the fuck else we were talking about. But um, shit happens like that. This is drinking stuff. Um, so we were kind of having a political conversation. And um, one of the point, the point that I was about to bring up was I feel like we're at a place where we don't have grace anymore in our society where and let me unfold this a little bit so what i mean is is that if you say something and you literally misspeak or you misstep or let's say you say something offensive even or even a little racist whatever it is we want to burn you to the ground we want to dox you. We want to take your ability to make money from you. We want to go after your neighbors. We want to Kaiser Sosa you. Instead of giving people a chance to be like, hey, you know what? I didn't really mean it like that. Let me break it down this way. And I think that people, you can tell when somebody is truly being contrite. You can tell when somebody is really um, sincere and, and being apologetic and not just doing some, you know, ad water myocopia that is pre-ordered by whatever network you work for or whatever job you're afraid of losing. <laughs> and so I, I just I, I don't know how you feel about that, but I feel like I wish we had a little bit more grace in our society and it doesn't matter to me what side of the aisle you're on or what walk of life you are or if you're an atheist or if you're gay or if you're straight just grace across the board like that person is over there he's a republican but he doesn't i don't think he wants to see me dead i don't think that that person just for being a republican wants to see me lose everything i have just because i misspeak what do you think about that uh, I think most people would agree. In fact, I, I would venture to say like 99% of people would agree. But the problem is, is that we've allowed for this, um, the, this manipulation of language where words are being, they're, they're being taken apart, reconstructed, devalued, you know, it, so like racism, like if you accuse somebody of racism, 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago or 40 years ago, it all meant something different. Now, especially, it means something different. So, like, let's say, for example, like, I see something nasty on the street and I see that, like, oh, my God, that black motherfucker beat the shit out of that girl. Mm -hmm. That, to me, isn't racist. That's a descriptive. Okay? Now, just because I view it that way doesn't mean it can't be construed in another. It's like, why'd you, why'd you got to be like that? Well, right. why, why, why couldn't it just been that motherfucker? Right. 
And I'm not really sure, but descriptives do help. And, and I think especially when you're pointing out a negative, there tends to be, uh, you, it's almost a crutch, like with the immediate go-to is like, why she got to be a bitch? Can't she just be a jerk? Hmm. Right? And I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of nitpicky. It's, it's like, it, it, to, to me, the... So let's look at this idea. So we should be able, we should be able to express ourselves in terms of, you know, talking about, yo, that's my Jewish boy, or you know, oh man, being like, yo, that's some Spanish shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not and not feeling like most, you know, most normal people who are Hispanic, Puerto Rican, uh, Venezuelan, wherever you're from, you know that we're 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 joking around within our culture. We're having banter, ethnic banter and loose conversation, not being racist. You know, there's, I think there's a difference between that type of thing, right? Or like you said, being descriptive, where you could be like, yo, you could be telling a story and you could say, like, yo, I was at such and such and so and so, yo, this Irish kid knocked this motherfucking Jewish dude the fuck out. Huh. And... You know, and having that conversation and not having somebody be like, yo, why are you bringing up race? And I'm like, well, I'm really, you know, I'm being probably, you could be construed as being colorful in the way that I'm speaking. Yeah. I'm painting a picture and maybe it puts something in your mind. Maybe I'm being a little entertaining here, but I'm not trying to hurt you, you know? And I, I, I think there's a weird thing that's happening right now with that. It's the, the we can't the, joke. This is what we've uh, you, you you just you hit it on the head right there. To us, and I hate to say old school racism. How about let's just call it practical racism? There has to be intent to do harm. Like the 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 utilization of of, of color specific or gender specific, it's it ha it has to. For, for me, it has to be like, yo, that's what all bitches do. Yo, that's what all N-words do. Like, I, I'm, like, what would you expect? Like, right. of course, that's how they are. Like, and e even that, guess what? First Amendment. So keep that in mind, by the way. You don't get to beat somebody up just because they're being a bigot. I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm more of a let people be stupid. And, you know, daylight is the best, you know, sunlight is the best disinfectant. And, you know, there's nothing better than to allow somebody to, you know, not just to be thought of as a fool, but as they say, for one to open one's mouth and actually prove it. So that type of thing, you know, I have, I have you and I, um, you know, we've known each other since the, how long years? Very. <laughs> I'd say since, since 1992, right? Okay. Since, yeah. So since around 92, um, I, I think that. I couldn't imagine how many racial jokes or things we've said among ourselves that have been colorful or funny or off-putting maybe to somebody else that would have heard it. Other than the fact that we're two guys having a conversation, a private conversation, right? Neither one of us has a racist bone in our body, per se. Um, I'm, okay, I, I'll take that back. I, I, I will take that back. Because I think, I think we all have a little... You know, my, my new answer, um, I, I said this when I got, when I turned 50, I'm sorry, I'm going on a little bit long, right. but I said this, I, I think this is a good point, And I think that this is what's really lost. And it goes with the conversation in my honest everyday life. I said, 
my new answer for it, are you racist is eh, a little a little bit in a lot of cases it really can depend on which side of the bed you wake up on <laughs> I and mean, it, it's it, it's strange for me because again it's like are you actively working to hurt somebody in an impractical manner it, it's sort of like am i not hiring this amazing unbelievably intelligent affable young man am i not hiring him just because of the color of his skin i'm actually going to screw my own business over right because of the way this person because how i ideologically feel about this other person based off of this preconceived notions of bullshit like like are you actually willing to shoot yourself in the foot right over something like that or or do you or, or are you just living you know what you grew up with like i grew up in idaho and i never met a black person until i was 25 so all i ever saw was hip-hop this and snoop dog that and i had no reason to believe otherwise right like so do i get a do i get an allotment do, do i get time to catch up or god forbid grow up right because of, of course you know and, and again, racism as in, ter- in terms of like, what are you thinking, right? No, you don't get to hold me responsible for what I'm thinking. I think all sorts of messed up shit. Like Prince said, if a man is considered guilty for what goes on in his mind, give me the electric chair for all my future crimes. Yeah, hell yeah, and and that that's that that's part of that's part of the process because, um, I would be telling the most flagrant lie. If I said that at no point in my life did I ever not say the N-word in anger right. and disrespect and contempt and hatred. I have. I have. You think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go bow down to anybody for that? No. I grew the fuck up. And by the way, that goes for every, every other subgroup because I thought I was being provocative. provocative. I said this. Because I thought I would respond well to this crowd, I said that. I was being a child, and I grew up. Right. All right? If I treated women the same way that I treated them when I was 18, I'd hate myself. Now, the, the question is, is like, the, the, the road to redemption. Can we ever save these people? Um, you know, do, do you believe in the idea that uh, I would rather I would rather set ninety nine pedophiles free to to save one one innocent man from being incarcerated. I think most people would agree with that, even understanding that those ninety nine pedos are going to run rampant over the community because the innocent man didn't have a choice. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't want to condemn this one person. Yeah, we because can, you just can't. We can't have that. And, Alleg- you know, supposedly that's the way it should be in a society. Yeah, and we can't have that. But let let's apply that to racism and the benefit of the doubt. It's like somebody you never met before says something a little sketchy, and you already don't like them because of the way they're looking at your girl or the stupid fucking clothes they're wearing. You already don't like them, and then they give you an excuse. Yo, you gotta give them a benefit of the doubt mm. because if you're wrong. And you label that person, especially in public. The labeling of somebody as racist, that's a bad, bad, that's a heavy, heavy indictment. Well, because like you said, it it actually means something different now. Um, And I I just want to go into a bit of a a different dimension on that 
aspect of what you were probably about to bring up, which is um, some calling somebody a racist now means for me, it means things like I could affect you economically. That I'm a bottom line kind of person, as the French like to boil something down to its essence, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I want to go there because I think that is not forget about the violence and the things that could come to you for being labeled a racist. I could affect you economically, which would affect you psychologically. I could affect your house. I could affect your future income, and so I always in my public life, just being a, 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 a someone who wrote blogs and talked about people, um, I very rarely call somebody a racist. You have to be doing something. Like, I call, Mel, I call Mel Gibson a racist more than I probably have I ever called anyone in public life a racist. Now, do I think Mel Gibson is Adolf Hitler? Absolutely not. There is a chasm. (laughs) But the reason why I continually and will continually bring up Mel Gibson is because Mel Gibson is still working in Hollywood and Mel Gibson never, ever apologized for calling black men a pack of N-words. He never apologized, but he apologized to... Um, the Jewish community for the slurs that he used and for saying that Jews started all the wars. He was literally forced into a public, a public myocopia. Use that word twice. Everybody drink. Um, I, you know, and he went on Good Morning America. He went on wherever he went, whatever shows he went on. He had to so to walk the plank, so to speak, right? But he didn't have to do it for black people. And he didn't have to do it for the Hispanic community either because he actually threatened to have their maid deported or something and made a, a racial... He made some type of racial reference towards Hispanic uh, Hispanics. I don't remember exactly what it was. This was quite a few years ago and I'm going off the dome. But And, so, and also, like I said, I want to reiterate this because on purpose, because I do not think this man should have the, the same level... To be, I don't think he should be able to not answer for that in terms of... Because guess what? Mel Gibson could have the greatest answer in the world, right? But I'll never know that if you don't ever have the courage to step in front of a microphone and say, you know something? It was a mistake. And I couldn't get out of the mistake. I didn't know how to not, after a while, seem like a race. Everyone has had an issue where they let something fester too long. They let it go on for too long. Maybe because you were afraid. Maybe because it was awkward. Maybe because you had something going on in your personal life. I don't know. But guess what? He never had to apologize for saying that about black and Hispanic people. He did it. He said it. And slowly but surely, they allowed him to creep back in. And, oh, he's directing. Oh, he's <laughs> Andrew Garfield and, you know, World War this. And he's Mel Gibson. And, you know, so so I, I, I just, that sticks in my craw that he has a show coming out soon. He's going to be in the Continental or something, which is like the John Wick spinoff one. I, I don't know if it's on Stars or who oh, it's on. God. 
But I, I don't I don't like to be like, I don't think black people should do this. I don't think we should do that. Guess what? I don't think black men should patronize this show until Mel Gibson apologizes to black people. And I'm going to say this last thing about this diet. I'm going off in this diatribe. If you are a hateful, shameful, nasty, racist, bastard, piece of shit behind closed doors, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fog's fat ass. I don't give a fuck. But with the minute you bring that shit into the public arena, the minute you leave your room and come into the suite into the common area where we all do business and we all maintain a public trust you have broken the covenant and you get to be labeled racist until you prove otherwise now i know that's not the big r right that's not the big r right right, right. but it is a r that i think deserves a bit of attention thank you for listening to my diatribe and for following a youtube no 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 worries no worries (laughs) i don't have a youtube guys i'm kidding it's um it's pretty deep especially when you and i have to be upfront about this because we're we're me and him were talking me and chandler were talking about this earlier off 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 mic um the contempt that i have for actors and for hollywood in general is it's borderline crazy like, I know there's good people, blah, bitty, blah, blah, blah. And I know Daniel Day-Lewis makes shoes in his spare time. And some of these people actually do invest in their communities. What the fuck ever. To me, they're a bunch of dancing monkeys. They're only here for my amusement. So what they say and they do... Um, first off, they're not representative of the general population. That's why Me Too failed. It's like... What do you think? Do you think the fucking casting couch stopped after Harvey Weinstein got got called out for it? You really think that? Really? Are you crazy? This is a, this is an industry that exists on appearance. Did, did Jennifer Lawrence is a good actress? Did, give me a break. There, there's a million Jennifer Lawrences getting on a bus right now from somewhere in Idaho, and they're pretty damn sure that as soon as they land in Hollywood, they're going to have to go through some ugly stuff to get to square one. These people are not representative of the general population. That being said, I was a big fan of Mel Gibson, even though... Me too! E- even though... Even though uh, the the Bernie Getz, or not Bernie Getz, the Leo Getz character in um, the the Lethal Weapon movies... You always do bring that up. It, it's one of the most offensive Jewish stereotypes I've ever seen in my life. And let me tell you something. I got a long list of that shit. It's one of the worst things I ever saw. One of the biggest deals with the Lethal Weapon franchise was that it was the white guy and the black guy... And they, they, they found common ground and they shared each other's families. And isn't it beautiful? All right. But the Jewish character, blech, just a sniveling, whining, cartoonish stereotype of a money grubbing piece of shit. And everybody laughed because we all know that's just how they are. All right. So. When I found out that Mel Gibson with the sugar tits and the Jews start all the wars and you want to go get railroaded by a bunch of N-words, because by the way, he was talking to his mail-order Russian trophy wife, all right, 
not his enlightened Christian, well-read uh, scholar. All right, these people are slime. They should be treated accordingly. Now, as far as forgiveness, why bother forgiving somebody that you ultimately held in contempt to begin with? All right, I'm not saying that Chandler's wrong for having a problem with Mel Gibson. I totally get it. I think he, I haven't watched a Mel Gibson movie since Apocalypto, and I only watched that one because his stupid smirking face wasn't in it. All right, but these people are not representative. Um, their, their comings and goings and their false, false apologies, they, they, they sh not only do they, shouldn't they mean anything to me, they shouldn't mean anything to you either. You deal with the people in your circle. You see how they treat you. You maybe wonder every once in a while, like, wow, did, did he talk down to me because of this? Did she dismiss me because of that? You consider those things. Once, it's a bad moment. Twice, it's a coincidence. Three times, now you got a pattern. Now you start looking at him sideways. Maybe pull him, pull him away from the party one night and be like, yo, there's this thing you do. And I really wish you wouldn't. And see how they react. All right? I'm sorry if I went, went off a little bit too. No, it's all good. Um, so I, I want to push back a little bit because I think that, and not to beat a dead horse, but I, I think this deserves a little bit of a pounding. Um, because Mel Gibson has a, he has a show coming out, right? Like I said, The Continental. Um, as far as I know, he's in that show. He's going to be the villain. I heard the same thing. Right. Okay. Which means that if that character is successful, successful, it will go on to, he will go on to be in the John Wick, the last installment as probably the big bad guy. That's what you set up. We do world building nowadays yeah. and so on and so forth. Dude, let me tell you something. I'm a fan of John Wick. I'm a fan of Keanu Reeves, right? I like him. I like his movies. I like the cut of his jib. You know what I mean? He knows so, Kung Fu. He knows Kung fucking Fu. <laughs> He's fucking Keanu Reeves. So, so I'm not going to watch the next installment of John Wick. I don't care if you tell me that that shit is a thousand tits. I don't care if you tell me it's the shit. I don't care what you tell me. Anybody. And when I say you, I just mean people. Mm -hmm. Right? You people. You people. He'll <laughs> 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 be all week, folk. Two drink minimum. John. Some of my best friends know people <laughs> that occasionally had a black friend at some point. <laughs> but if... I can't watch that movie because I feel like you're setting me up to have to want to see a movie with Mel Gibson. And I, I, I cannot do it. Now, here, here we go into the language of as a black man. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I have a responsibility in my culture to disseminate facts and things to the young men and the young women in my culture who may not understand this or may not even care. But I feel like there's a reason to care because if you control where your money goes, right? Who gets your money? Yeah. Then you, yeah. You, you get to, you know, say to people, you can't treat me like this. And guess what? Even if you think like this, you can think it in your motherfucking house. But the minute... 
you take your shit like that and you put it into the public arena, you have to atone for that in the public arena or you don't get to make money in the public arena. At the very least, the group you offended and or did this to should be hype made hyper aware of it so that you, you like i said you need to be taught how to treat us and in in public at the least i cannot control how you actually think but i can control how you treat me and that is what i meant before by the coven that takes place in our society and and this is this makes us have to reassess what we really understand about the term minority, because let, let's say Chandler succeeds in rightfully um, um, convincing every single black person in America to never watch any Mel Gibson movies ever again. Well, congratulations, you convinced 16% of the population. All right. Now, that's not going to be effective in terms of how popular is Mel Gibson. It might take a chunk out of the overall take, mm. but the fact of the matter is if Mel puts out another good movie and he's perfectly capable of doing so, now you've got that other percentage, the majority of Americans that, you know, they, they heard his stupid story, they heard his stupid apology, and they decided because they work 60 hours a week that they don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Are they now the enemy? They're not. They're not. Now... That doesn't mean that if you have a moment to sit down with them and say, hey, listen, this is where I'm at. Like, if my opinion matters to you, maybe you should listen. I'm not going not gonna to cut off our friendship because you went and saw Apocalypto 3, you know, banging right. on the Egyptian pyramid. Apocalypto in space! But you have that opportunity to say, hey, listen, this is what I really think. Like, a lot of people believe that, you know because I'm Jewish that I think it's awesome that they like Larry David or Seinfeld or Woody Allen. Right. I despise those It's not people. a deal breaker. Right. I despise those people. Not not my friends that are into curb your enthusiasm. Right. But the Larry Davids and the George Costanzas, I know he's a fictional character by the way, but the Woody Allens, these are people that that to me, if there's such a thing as a Jewish race trader, that's what those people are. They make me sick to my stomach. And I have to watch all my semi-sophisticated non-Jewish friends quoting this episode. Be like, oh, John, you never saw that episode? And I have to explain to them. No, I don't watch Seinfeld. Well, it's such a great show. You love comedy. Now, now, now I have, now it's my job, right? I have to explain like, the perception of Jews is, and, and listen, it didn't stop them from taking over Hollywood and the World Bank. God bless them. They're good at it. But, to me, somebody that's trying to get along in this world, I gotta live with that. I gotta live with that perception. Now, does it break my heart? Does it make me cry like the fake Indian in the, in the pollution commercial? No, it doesn't. But, could I live without it? Yeah, I could. I really could. And to see how openly these stereotypes are embraced by the general population, who I know doesn't hate Jews. They probably don't care for them all that much. But they don't hate them. But they love the stereotypes. They can't get enough of them. 
And I wish I could tell you that it was just relegated to Jews. Okay, and this is going back to the flavor flavor effect. We liked it. I was about to say something. We liked the dancing whatever. We liked the clown. We, they're harmless. And they justify our, our, our silly preconceptions. Mm -hmm. Because the more people clap for it, the more the more we don't feel alone in these ridiculously uneducated, ignorant stereotypes. It's not your fault you never met a smart black guy. It's never it's not your fault you never met a non angry Muslim. But if you don't keep that that, that room in, in your mind open for the exception to your preconceived rule, then you've already you're you you're never gonna grow up. And you're going to miss out on so much cool stuff. And that's ultimately more your problem than it is mine. So for me, to, I, I can't get really, really uppity about stuff until it becomes straight up dangerous. And again, we're talking about the, the reevaluation of our language, hate speech, stochastic terrorism, all these, all these concepts like words or violence I wish I could tell you that it was just a live and let live society maybe it never was but we're at a point now where these things be, are they're getting people killed and as much as I don't want to accept this reevaluation of the language there's no turning it back it's like cell phones and the internet yeah I think it's bullshit and it's destroying the youth but there ain't there's no like button I can press to bring it back. Sorry if I was going off too much. No, it's all good. So, I I want to um and that that was well said, for sure. I want to expand on that, but once again, to um, make a point from a perspective of a black man, and there's a reason why specifically I'm saying that. Because the one of the things we can't run away from as a society is that the black experience in the United States of America has some unique properties to it. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of those properties is we in America do not, black Americans do not share a common language that is not spoken by others ethnic groups meaning we don't have a language of our own other than slang which is not our own anymore you know it is it slang is with the internet everyone speaks slang so we don't that is important because that helps build community it helps people to build trust they can live among each other in a different way and it creates a, a certain cultural bond the fact that it's just like people who are Puerto Rican you Puerto Rican, you speak English, you speak Spanish, you have a bond sometimes with somebody just because of that fact, especially when you're out and about in the, just the general world. And whether it's said or not said, all groups are kind of like that, except black people don't speak a common language. So we don't speak a common language. We don't have a common religion, right? Even though they were different Tri religious religions in every tribe in Africa, we don't have a common religion. So we don't have 
a lot of the things that connect other groups culturally. We don't have a way to do international commerce because we don't actually have a homeland outside of the United mm-hmm. States, mm-hmm. right? We can't. I can't go to fucking Africa. Excuse me for saying fucking in Africa together, but I can't go to Africa and stake my flag you in the ground. You have to learn Chinese before. You <laughs> that. Right. True that. That's a fact. So so that those type of things create a different set of circumstances for black people in America because let's just say we don't have the capital, right? to control the economics in our own neighborhoods because people from other ethnic groups were given loans to be able to open up these businesses and exploit the neighborhoods for the, its wealth but then go live in the suburbs mm-hmm. meanwhile the neighborhood is you know on the down because it doesn't control its own economics and if you don't control your own economics you don't control anything you don't control your future you don't control your police you don't control how the hospitals treat you don't control anything if you don't control the money right and so when you start to look at these things there are reasons that are specific why black people need to be able to speak from this perspective, especially to each other, and especially when it comes to even things like, to go back to it, Hollywood. Because the movies, movies are important. And I I know you have a certain contempt for actors, and I understand it. But I think culturally, these people are important and I think that they are important to young people. And if young people are the future, right, then we need to at least have these people be better role models in public and not, <clears throat> not say things that make racism or any kind of ism seem okay. And I'm not talking about somebody who is J.K. Rowling having an opinion about you know, the transgender community and people not being able to understand that she's allowed to have a different opinion, right? There's a difference between having a difference of opinion and her being a bigot. And when the other side demonizes people as being a bigot, then you don't, you lose the ability to have rational conversation. So I'm sorry, I'm, I, I don't went in like 10 different directions. No, it's, it's all right. Because uh, this, this is an expansive topic and this is something that needs to be dealt with now. Like, th- this is a very, very much a now issue because this is our country. Whether you like it or not, th- th- there's no more threatening to go to Canada. You don't want to go to Canada. You sure as hell don't want to go to Russia. You don't want to go to China. There's no more of this like, oh, I'll just pack up and leave. We're all, we're all in this shit. So there, there's two things I want to say in response to that. And uh, the, the first is that let's say, let's just entertain the absurd idea that there is a genetic difference across races. And as far as like, just like, let's say IQ. Let's say that. Even if we entertain that idea, it doesn't explain why 93% of sub 12, 12th grade level kids in Baltimore can't do math. Even if you accept that there is a minor difference, which I'm not mm-hmm. arguing for, I'm saying that's bullshit, but even if you accept it, it doesn't explain what's going on mm-hmm. in a situation like Baltimore. So there's that. 
and I agree with you as far as as far as the the overall access to a heritage. And but the, my other point is specifically language because you brought this up. You and I have talked about hip hop and the promise with with, with which it started. The failed state. The failed state. It's like Libya. All right, you got open air slave markets in Libya right now. Mm -hmm. All right, you're worried about this, that, and the other. You were worried about the West Bank. Yo, there is some really ill shit going on. It's a failed state. It had promise. But guess what? It's the language now. Mm -hmm. I wish it wasn't. I know you do too. For sure. All right. But the thing is, just like I was saying before, with, yo, you take away religion, guess what? They'll create their own. Wokeism is, is they, they, go, they apply by the same tenets of any repressive religion. If you take away language, guess what? We're going to make one up. And if we make one up under shitty circumstances, this is what you get. And even, even though you and I, and hopefully most halfway open-minded people understand that Snoop Dogg and whatever various mixing bullshit represents us at the, represents black people at the time, even though you may understand that that's not fully representative, the general understanding is, is yo, this is just how they are. Now, that doesn't help white people. That doesn't help black people. And the perpetuation of that shit, like, yo, if you speak out against this stuff, you're some sort of bigot. Once again, that word means nothing to me anymore. Like, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. And, and because some gold-tooth lunatic that swills fucking Oxycontin for breakfast is, is, is at the top of the charts on whatever, like, oh, oh, now, now I'm the... So what what about what about like the people who would say, um, you know, because you're saying you're trying to help, and what about the people who would push back at you, and whether it's you know, it, they whether it's they they mean they they think they're saying something that they're not like they wanna they they think they're saying something that makes sense, right to say. You don't have the right to speak because you're a white male. You're a cis white male. Huh. Sit in the corner, stick your thumb up your ass, and shut the fuck up. Huh. There are people who literally believe that to be the absolute truth. And they think that you even having an opinion about that is in itself racist, misogynistic, and homophobic... Yeah. Yeah. And every kind of obic. Yeah, and the, those are the same people that won't let Ben Shapiro talk about his Jewish doctor wife on Stanford campus. They have shit arguments. That's their go-to. You know, we talk about like what are the what are the go-tos to shut down a debate? Uh, Jesus told me that shuts down a debate real quick. Here's another one. Yo, my six shooter tells me I'm right. That's right. another way to shut down a debate. Here's another one. You're racist. That's the quickest one. It's the most it's the most recent one. You're homophobic. But it's it's just as effective. And it's tiresome. And let me tell you, even for a righteous bastard like myself, it'll wear you out after a while. Not in the sense that you'll be like agreeing with them, like, oh, maybe I am a horrible person. No, it's just I'm done engaging. And that that doesn't mean that you know I'm gonna flush every 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 potential, you know, friend or, or or a fellow citizen down the toilet. 
It just means like this conversation, you were not, you're, you're not allowing me to meet you in the middle. Mm -hmm. The I think we were talking about it in the last in the last episode, for lack of a better term, about like if you're being gaslit, there's no compromise. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like oh if I just take a give a little and they give a little we'll meet in the middle. No, you're being gaslit. There is no, there is no compromise there. If somebody if somebody shuts down a legitimate argument about why maybe we should have school choice with you're a bigot, there's not there's no compromise involved. And and I think they know that. Which um which leads us to to a whole another end game related issue that I think we'll we'll deal with some other time. Can I tell you a funny story though? Sure. Okay. It's not Did, about me, is it? No. Okay. Then no. Fine. I, um, so I, I this happened a couple of days ago, and I really want to tell you about it on the phone because it's fucking hilarious. But uh, anyway, so I was down at Forbidden Planet the other day. Right. Did you ask me to get my? I got. Blade? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Daughter of Blade, man, you're in for a real treat. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's Tuesday, and it's a sunny, nice day. In Manhattan, we're two blocks south of Union Square. So this is a nice neighborhood. Um, and I walk outside of Forbidden Planet. I'm getting ready to go to the, the subway to go home. And uh, at a corner of my ear, I'm standing on a street corner. I hear some messed up shit. And in a loud voice, like an authoritative voice, like, the fuck you looking at, bitches? I'll fucking kill you. I'll fucking rape you. I'll fucking kill you. What the fuck are you looking at? I'm, I'll turn around. Okay, so this is what I'm seeing. Six foot four, black dude, not dressed like a homeless motherfucker, but like, and I'm not exaggerating here, big, like really big, and he's barking at these three tiny little Asian girls, like maybe like 14 years old, and I'm looking at... I shouldn't be laughing at I but but you can but you're laughing because you can see the look of fear, right. the look of doe-eyed fear. Like they don't know where this came from. Right, right. They don't know what the hell is going on, and they sure as hell don't know the proper response. Because you it's sure not as Wakanda forever. You know? <laughs> so again, I'm like fucking seven feet away from this shit, but I'm not involved. Right. But I'm cur I'm a curious type. So the girls, to their credit, they start backing up. And now I'm watching, I'm like, if he starts going after them, like, I have to get involved. Even though, like, I have no illusions. Like, this guy would wreck me in right. two seconds. But I would be compelled to get involved. So the girls start backing up, and he just sort of loses interest and starts walking south on Broadway. You can picture exactly where we're yeah, at. Yeah. So because I'm an idiot, <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's follow this guy for a few blocks. Right. And fucking <laughs> so I gotta give him credit like in five blocks <laughs> he accosted upwards of 20 different people Damn. And he, was, he was very specific because there's a ton of people on the street so he had his choice like who do I go after and like his favorite ones were was guys with girls like a dude with, with oh, their man, girl that's an absolute nightmare to come across yeah and so what what he would do was and now he's walking south I'm like 10 feet behind him I was very tempted to bust out my phone and, and tape it but I was like I'm smelling mad danger off this dude and if he turns around and sees me like they could get really ugly right. real quick so <laughs> so he was specifically targeting guys with girls and what he would do is he'd say something really nasty to the girl 
be like, yo, you fucking slut, bitch, I'll fucking fuck you. And then, then they immediately turn to the guy and be like, yeah, what you going to do about it, faggot, faggot, faggot? Wow. And they, you know, once again, like the little Asian girls, all wide-eyed and they keep walking. And so after I see him doing this to group after group, person after Jeez. person, over five blocks, I'm thinking all this weird shit. I'm thinking like, oh, you know, mental illness, you know, fucking systemic racism, you know, we never had a chance, probably the, the, the school, the prison pipeline, all this shit. I'm having, I'm having this conversation myself. And then he passes three chunky little black chicks, and he's like, good afternoon, ladies, looking great. <laughs> I'm like, yo, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and that's all i got for today i'm that sorry is, that is actually funny no it's a good place um uh to stop i have complete cotton mouth and i was about to tell you <laughs> that's a perfect way to end um thank you john thank you for being here and guys listen we tried to do two mics today. I'm sorry. You're going to have to turn this up to hear it. It's going to be a good podcast. You're going to have to turn it up. Sorry. I apologize. We only had the one mic again. We tried. It didn't work out. Um, maybe next time. Who knows? But, uh, John, any last words? Once again, a a any any attention that you give this, and I, I just I really appreciate it. I I'm new to this, and... and um, I'm becoming more and more comfortable with it, but it's just, uh, it's great to have a conversation with my friend and, and hopefully, you know, do some good in this world. So, uh, hopefully see, see you again soon. Have a good night. All right. I think the conversation was extremely useful. Now we're about to eat some good food, watch some UFC, kick back and actually have more conversation and we'll wind up getting to a point where we're like, damn, we should have taped that. Damn, we should have taped that. We should have talked about that. But you guys, maybe we'll save that for next time. So until next time, thank you for following the Black Rabbit. Thank you for being here. Thank you for lending us your time and your mind and attention in this place and in this space. See you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Do you understand? Or now. Peace. Hey, um.